Welcome to Your Path to Real Wealth, where we explore how to cultivate real wealth, which is so much more than money. It's the sum quality of our values, relationships, health, sense of purpose, time, charitable giving, legacy, and more. Your path to real wealth begins now. The people who power this podcast are all part of Blue Barn Wealth. Now, I know when I think of a barn, I usually think red. And this Blue Barn is not a gift shop or a dairy farm. It's a financial services firm. So why the name? I'm Patrice Sakora. With me are the three founders of Blue Barn Wealth, Hiram Smith, Jeff Brimhall, and Benjamin Cummings. Jeff, you first. How did, how did you come up with this name? Great question. It was, a, it was a process, and it was not an easy one. So I was working at another financial services firm and get, getting ready to leave and go out on my own, and I was thinking, how, what would I name this new company? And I wanted it to be different. I wanted to do things a little bit differently, and I had a long list of names that I was considering, and I had hired a company to generate some name ideas for me, and I was sitting through a presentation uh, at, in my office at home uh, where they presented 23 names to me, and each of those names seemed contrived and kind of made up words, and it wasn't, didn't feel real or authentic, and it didn't seem to resonate with me, and I was frustrated. I was like, I've, I've tried all these things. I've, I've brainstormed. Uh, I actually had a different name in mind that I got some feedback on, and, and there were some concerns about it, and then I had hired somebody to provide a list of names, and those didn't seem... Like they were a good fit. And so I stood up and walked out of my office and I was frustrated and I was walking around in my living room and I was looking out my back window. And a couple of years prior, uh, we had purchased some land behind us and it had a blue barn uh, on the land. And as I looked out there, this idea just came to me, blue barn wealth. And I thought, I can't call a sophisticated wealth management company, blue barn wealth. It doesn't fit. It, there's like some dissonance there. But then I started to think about, you know, all the meaning behind that, not only what it meant to me personally, but what it meant, kind of the symbolism of it. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe I could. And I went back to some of the critics of, of the other names, these, these people in my inner circle that I, I valued their opinion. And I thought, these guys are going to shoot this down. And as I shared the name with them, it was interesting to see their responses. And they were like, we like it. <laughs> and, and so I, I, as I shared it with more people, they, they all had a similar reaction, like, Hey, that's interesting. That's a good name. And we like it. And, and we like the meaning behind it. And from there I decided, well, let's go with it. And at the time, Hiram and Benjamin weren't partners with me and I was by myself and starting this new business. And so I went with the name blue barn wealth. And then shortly thereafter, uh, we started talking about partnering and uh, so then we had to decide on what the name was going to be of the new company going forward. And that was a whole new process that we went through. So Ben, Hiram, what did you think of the name? Yeah, it's uh, interesting. I, uh, when it was first presented to me, it was a little hard for me to kind of understand how a sophisticated financial firm could have a name like that. Prior to Jeff, Ben, and I merging together, I was actually managing a solo practice and the name was financial planning office, which was pretty <laughs> descriptive. And so for me to go from that to, to kind of blue barn wealth, that seemed a little bit not as descriptive. And so 
Um, we, yeah, we ended up working together. We, we, we hired a firm to help analyze names and so forth. But, you know, the more I thought about it, the more intriguing it, it was to me to, for, to name a firm that was, wasn't descriptive, but that definitely, and didn't want to name it after ourselves. There are many firms out there, Benjamin Cummings, or, or Cummings, Brimhall and Smith. And so I like the unique name and it wasn't after ourselves. And probably the most important thing for me was that a firm name, it's more important than a firm name is what we do for our clients. And that really ends up defining your name and your brand. And so that really gave me a lot more comfort and got me more excited about it. And I feel like the more that we've serviced and the special care and approach we take with our clients has come to really fit nicely with the name Blue Barn Wealth and how we're a little more down to earth, approachable, but confident in our abilities to help individuals grow, grow real wealth, which resonates with the firm name Blue Barn Wealth. Ben? Yeah, you know, it, it was a journey. I agree with the others. It's kind of fun to reminisce on the beginning of this journey together. You know, as we hired the firm to try and help us explore potential names, we literally went through hundreds and hundreds of names. Now, I don't know exactly how many, what our, our total count was, but I'd estimate four or 500 different names that we tried going through. And part of it was that we really wanted something that was unique, that was going to set us apart, that really wasn't used anywhere else in the nation so that we would be searchable and findable, that people could recognize that we really are who we are, that we're not confused with any other firm that was around. But we also wanted it simple. Uh, you know, we explored a lot of different names that, that maybe from other languages, but that might be hard to pronounce or what is the real meaning behind it wasn't as intuitive. And so really, as we explored all these different names, we, we came down to Blue Barn Wealth. Like it's, it's simple. You know, the words are simple. It's easy. You don't have to try and spell. Everybody knows how to spell blue. You know how to spell barn. It's not complicated. Uh, so it, it, it really made a lot of sense. Now, we, the other thing I'd say is we're very analytical. What we've realized is we're three PhDs. We like to analyze things. And so picking a name was no different. So that's one of the reasons I went through so many names, but as we narrowed it down to a short list, I remember we did some market testing and some market research to get some feedback on how Blue Barn Wealth compared to some of the other names. And I think that was the point where I started thinking, you know, there's a lot of personal preference in this. I think previous to that time, I'd kind of thought if we have this ideal name, then people will, it will resonate with people and then they'll, they'll be drawn to our services. And, and I think as we started to test it out in the market, I think a lot of people, you know, some names resonate with some people, other names resonate with others, but there wasn't a clear distinction that said, yeah, this is what you should name a company. And so then it came down to, well, what do we like? What is it that we like? What is it that resonates with us? What's the message that we want to convey? And Blue Barn Wealth made a lot of sense that it's really what we were trying to convey. And like Hiram said, the, the services that we provide is what we wanted to make sure that we focused on. And, and that over time that this name, the name of our firm would then be associated with the, the high quality services that we provide and that we could build it into the name that we want it to be. You all sound like you're very comfortable with the name now, which is wonderful to hear. I know when I first heard it, I thought, wow, that it's a warm name. It's a warm feeling. It's, it's something substantial. What were the concerns of those people who thought, eh, I don't know? That's a good question. So we, we kind of, as, we, as Benjamin mentioned, we did some surveys and people gave feedback and uh, you know there was lots of positive feedback but there was also some concerns that people shared and they we really categorized all of them into two main areas the one was the concept of barn and wealth is not immediately intuitive and the other one was that there's this unintended connotation of agriculture 
And so those were the two main concerns and there were different quotes, you know, or feedback that was given inside of those. But it's interesting. I have a friend who's actually a client and he was joking with me a while back and said, Barnes and wealth don't go together. And I thought that's so funny because a lot of wealthy people, one of the first things they want to do after they, you know, have wealth is they want to build a barn and they want to store cars in it or whatever it may be. And it's, it's at least out here where we live, it's a common thing for people to, to, build on their property as a big garage or something like that. And, and it, there is a lot of connection with wealth as well. Where, where I am, where it's a little more crowded, perhaps it may not be a barn, but everybody needs a shed. They at least yep. need a shed on their, on yep. their property. So I'm sorry, please go ahead. No, that, that's it. I don't know if Benjamin has anything to add to that, but you know, there were some concerns and they were valid, but we, we think by emphasizing how it relates to actually building wealth and some of the things that, you know, we may talk about in a moment, that, uh, that it overcomes those concerns. And once people understand the story and the fit, that uh, those are easily resolved. Well, what was the concern about agriculture? Yeah, I can comment on that. You know, as I talked to some of my friends and family, as we were forming this new company and figuring out what it represented as we floated the name Blue Barn Wealth by them, they've expressed the concern that people might view the firm as catering to farmers or ranchers and that we might be alienating a broader swath of the of the population the people that we're trying to serve we're trying to serve as many you know people as we possibly can and so they were worried that it might limit the types of people that might be attracted to our firm because it had that agricultural connotation so that was that was one of the, at least the concerns that they they had shared all right. Again, a barn is a wonderful place to, to be. As you say, you store things there, you put things there for safekeeping. So it makes sense. It makes lots of sense. Yeah. And our brand personality, as we went through this process, you know, there are five key parts of our brand personality and it's being authentic, being thoughtful, sophisticated, analytical, and optimistic. And so we felt like this fit really well. The name fit really well with those things. We truly want to be authentic in the service that we provide. And we love this juxtaposition of having, you know, well-educated, sophisticated financial planning offered with this down-home feel of, you know, the barn and being approachable and not being stuffy and breaking away from this idea of the financial services where we're trying to make ourselves look smarter than we are and, you know, try to put on air of things that aren't, aren't necessarily the case. We wanted to be authentic and we wanted to be genuine and we want our clients to feel comfortable and so we think it's a great fit for those reasons. The color blue holds so much calmness in it. I mean, you're thinking a, a wealth management firm or wealth growth firm, you might think, oh, a green barn, oh, a green barn. No, blue barn. Why blue? I mean, I know the barn was there and it was blue and it came to you, but tell me more about the color blue. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the color blue in general. It's my favorite color. And so as we were discussing names and thinking about it, I thought, well, I can get behind blue. Like, that's my favorite color anyway. We've got six children in our family. We all have blue eyes. My wife has blue eyes. So we're a, we're a blue-eyed family. We love blue. So anyways, I love just the color blue in and of itself. But like you said, Patrice, there's some characteristics that go with blue that really captured what we're trying to portray in what we do and how we do the work that we do. So, you know, if you think about blue, you mentioned calmness, that it, it has this idea of tranquility, that it can also communicate trust and loyalty, that there's some depth to it. There's some stability to it. You know, as we look outside, we see the blue sky. 
So we're often, we often encounter blue in, in our life and in, in who we are and, and in the authenticity that, that Jeff was speaking of, that a true blue sky, a true blue ocean, like we, we like the color blue, that kind of resonates with what we're looking for and what we're trying to communicate. So we felt like this idea of blue communicates that stability and loyalty and trust that we want to communicate to those that may want to hire us for our services that we can be trusted, that we are going to be loyal to them and, and do what's in their best interest, that, that we have the expertise that we need. And we felt like blue was a, a good way to communicate all of that. And you mentioned, you were mentioning all the things that are true blue. How about a true blue friend? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hiram, you've been quiet too long. Talk to me. Yeah, well, it's interesting. As you look, break down the name Blue Barn Wealth, particularly for me, one, as we were debating, do you Blue Barn, do we just call it Blue Barn and leave out wealth because we didn't want to portray this feeling of that we're, 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 uh, airy or, or more arrogant or more. And, and, but, and so as you think about, it was important to look at, include the word wealth from my perspective, because we did have to communicate a little bit that we are sophisticated of what we do, right? We're not a gift shop. We're not producing manufacturing candles. That wealth had to be kind of part of that picture, but it was more than that. It was so wealth being part of that. Um, it was aimed. It's really a key part of what we are trying to accomplish. We're not just an investment advisor trying to portfolio manager, just trying to produce the highest investment return. But that really real wealth is, and, and wealth is measured by the quality of our relationship, our health, the purpose and meaning in life, uh, our financial assets. And, uh, you know, individuals may have a lot of money, but from our perspective, they may not have real wealth. Um, and that was a key part of what we wanted to, in the name, the name was to include wealth, uh, to make sure that people knew that we were uh, not only an investment advisory firm, but more importantly, even a a firm that cared deeply about individuals and, and helping them accomplish and grow real wealth, the things that are most meaningful uh, to them. All right. Jeff, you were talking about the barn concept. Talk to me about, though, about the fact that barns really vary in styles. How did you know or do you have a style that you want people to understand as your barn? Well, that's a, that's a fun question. I love barns. I have, I have lots and lots of pictures of different kinds of barns and they're all, you know, different architecture roofs are different. And I've been studying barns for a long time now and looking at pictures of them because I, I just, I love the feeling that it provides. Um, so we don't have, I mean, we have our icon, which is an, a rendering of a, of a barn, but all barns kind of, it's more the idea of what they are and the purpose behind them than a specific architecture per, per se. But for centuries, people have stored wealth in barns, whether it's animals or mechanical equipment or harvested crops. And so it's, it's been this place of storage and also safety from the storm. And so you can put the assets in there and whether any of those that I mentioned, and it provides a safe place for them in during a storm. And so this idea of a place of storage of wealth or assets and keeping it safe from the storm is critical to what we're trying to do for our clients, uh, financial assets and, and other measures of wealth in their life. Um, and then there's this whole connection to farming and the law of the harvest and that you reap what you sow and that you'll, depending on the financial decisions you make now and how you live your life will impact the outcomes that you have in the future and what you end up harvesting both financially and in relationships and other things. 
And then this idea of hard work. I don't think any of us realize how hard it is to be a farmer and how much, how hard, how hard they work they, on, to plant the crops, harvest them and so forth. And, and emphasizing hard work for our clients, for us, that we do hard work in our company and that if our clients do hard work, they're going to have the outcomes that they want and their children will and so forth. Those are just things that resonate uh, with us uh, on this idea of a barn. And there's also this nostalgic feel. And when we were doing this research, I found this quote that I wanted to share. And it says, when we catch sight of a barn, often from a distant highway, the rustic building generally reminds us of what we think of as a simpler life. And so this idea of living a simpler life, life is fast paced now and complicated. And there's so much technology about us and everything. We want to help our clients to live a simpler life. And the idea of a barn helps with that. The quote goes on to say, in many ways, early barns were more important than houses because without an agricultural building to protect the animals or the crops, early settlers had few ways to survive. And so this idea of it being a, a very important structure that helps protect your livelihood, your well-being, your future, uh, all of that is really key again to what we're trying to do for our clients. And then lastly, it said, that barns were built with common sense, purpose, and economy. And so it just, it, it's a great fit for the services that we provide, for what we want our clients to feel, for what we want their lives to feel like, for the benefits that we, we hope to deliver. How do you define wealth? Wealth, from my perspective, is, is measured by the quality of our relationships, our health, our purpose and meaning in life, and not just our financial assets. In fact, there's a quote from Eileen Rockefeller who said, true wealth is feeling rich with time and attention from those we love. Real wealth comes not from the abundance of money, toys, or pretty packages, but from the connections to the people uh, we love. And really that's a key part of what we want to help is support. Not only, obviously we manage the investments. We, uh, we take care of a lot of the investment uh, planning, the tax planning, the financial planning, but we really want to support individuals developing and growing uh, this real wealth where they feel a sense of purpose beyond just their money. Jeff, Benjamin. I think, uh, I, I think it strikes me that a lot of people, when they hear the word wealth, they don't associate it with themselves. They don't view themselves as wealthy or rich. And so I like the concept that we're trying to take a broader view of what wealth is so that people can understand that they can have wealth. They can have those things that are going to enrich their life. And so I, I think the idea of wealth is good for us to think about is what does it mean to be wealthy? What does it mean to have wealth? And how do we get there? And how do we protect it, preserve it, like Jeff was saying, with the imagery of the barn. So I think that the idea that we're trying to convey with Blue Barn Wealth really does a great job at encapsulating what we're trying to do with our clients of helping them build and store and protect what they've been able to accumulate over their life in terms, not just of financial resources, but other, other means, uh, and that they can build that wealth themselves to help enrich their life. And so in addition to all the benefits and the meaning behind the name that the Benjamin mentioned, you know, it was also convenient that Blue Barn Wealth is an alliteration. It's intriguing. It's easy to say. It's easy to spell. It's very memorable and it's unique and fresh. And the URL bluebarnwealth.com was available. So for all those reasons, we just felt like this was a great fit for our firm. And, and uh, you know, hopefully that comes across as we service our clients. So the stars were all in alignment. When you can get the website, you're good. Yeah, it helps. 
What about your tagline? Tell me about that. Enrich your life. Well, it's, it's the same day that I had this thought of naming the company Blue Barn Wealth. This tagline idea came to me as well. Enrich your life. And I, I loved it because enrich has multiple meanings. It has the word rich in it. So it's related to wealth and finances and so forth. But the true meaning is like improve, improve your life. And so using that together with Blue Barn Wealth, I felt like helped clarify the service that we want to provide to our clients, which is to help make their life better. I've often said that if someone's a client of ours for their lifetime and they look back and all they say is because I was a client of Blue Barn Wealth, I have more money. Uh, than I would have had otherwise, that I feel like we have failed in our service to them. What we want clients to say is, because I was a client of Blue Barn Wealth, I've lived a better life. I've had a more meaningful or fulfilling life. And so the Enrich Your Life tagline is meant to help explain that we're working every day for our clients to help them have a better life, to improve their life, to make their life more in line with what they want it to be. Yeah, I love the tagline, enrich your life. I think it helps put money in perspective of the broader picture that, yes, we, we focus on finances, that, that we have a lot of expertise in the realm of finances and financial planning and investment management, but that's just a part of your life. And really the objective of that financial resources of that wealth is to enrich the rest of your life, the reason that we're here. And so I love the objective and I think it really helps, helps communicate what we're trying to do for our clients. I think a great example that comes to mind is I remember a client reaching out saying, Hey, we've got some extra resources, some extra cash on hand. What should I do? And I remember taking a step back and thinking about it and thinking, yeah, you could invest this and make a better return, but it probably better worth taking a trip, having some fun, deciding what you want to spend it on. Hey, you're, you're at a great spot. We've helped build a strong financial plan. Go and enjoy it. Go and, and find something that's going to enrich your life. And that's probably the best thing you could do with those extra funds that you have. You know, obviously it's different for every client, but in that situation, really our objective is to enrich your life and, and enjoy it the best that we can. Hiram, I see you nodding your head. Yeah, when Benjamin was sharing that example, I had a specific, really unique, specific example of a client who has more than enough uh, resources to uh, cover all their their means and gift and so forth, even for their family. And but he was generally more conscientious of his resources and was not as inclined to want to spend them. And in fact, in particular, they were taking this long international trip. And he's like, yeah, my wife and I were talking about, we're just going to do economy on, on the class. And I said, well, how long is the flight? And it was at least, I don't remember, at least eight hours or something. And he's like, but we're debating, maybe we should pay for first class. And, and, and so I said, yeah, you know, you, you can afford to do this. We've run the plan, but go ahead and, and do it. And so I was able to, his wife and through through me and his wife, we were able to convince him or he, he agreed to do it. Anyways, he ended up doing it. And I remember the next meeting we came back, how was the trip? And he's like, first class was wonderful. So it was just, <laughs> it was great that we had this opportunity. It was a, a example of riching his life, you know, just to make the trip even more comfortable and, and more memorable for him. How do you incorporate this into the client experience when they come to meet you and see you? How do they know this is this is blue barn wealth. 
Yeah, it's really, as Jeff alluded to earlier, we really want them to have this experience where finances are complicated. They're not easy. And so we want them to come and have this experience where we are here for you. We're going to, our goal is to help simplify finances. We realize they're not simple, but that's why we're here. So that when, once they're simple, then you can be more intentional with your time and your resources it's similar to almost like a, a farmer when they're, they're, they're producing their, their crop, they have to be very intentional with their time, their crops, their, uh, their animals and so forth. But you know, the whole purpose with this is to help them to help all our clients and all of us at the firm to find more meaning, more purpose and what brings us the, the most, most joy and happiness. And, and, you know, I love this because part of our interactions with our clients is we, we love to enjoy experiences with them. For example, if a, a child were to have their first, first baby, we'll sometimes send, we'll send a package with, with books that are intended to help for them as they have the experiences with their children that they can read with them and enjoy grow along with them. Or unfortunately there's challenges in all our lives or, or family members may pass away. And so we like to be there for them and, and reach out to them and, and help them in those points of their life that are most meaningful. Benjamin. One of the things that I, I think about is how we're communicating with our clients and with others that might be interested in, in working with us. And so we've been really conscientious in the way that we portray ourselves. So I think one of the ways that we've done that is, as I, Jeff mentioned earlier, that the idea of a barn kind of harkens to a time of a simpler life. And so one of the ways that we've tried to communicate that is by making sure that our, our communication is, is clean and uncluttered and fairly simple. So if you look at our website, for example, we were very careful in how we designed it so that it, it had a lot of white space to let it not be overwhelming or feel heavy, that we wanted to communicate that idea of a, a simpler life. And so as we communicate with clients, as we, we write things up and as we share documents, we try and be very conscientious in how can I portray this in a way that's going to resonate with what we're trying to do of helping our clients live a more simple and intentional and meaningful life. Like, how do we help them do that? Well, we need to be thoughtful and, and conscious of how we communicate. And so we spend a lot of time figuring out what's the best way to, to share information with clients so that it can be the easiest for them to understand and helps resonate with them too. Jeff? Yeah, and I, I would say everything from our office decor, we've recently remodeled two of our offices and you know we want when clients come in to our office, it can be a stressful thing and thinking about your finances. And so we don't intentionally don't have TVs up on the wall showing financial news and tickers scrolling across the bottom. And if the market's up or down and we don't want our clients to feel that level of stress. And so we intentionally decorate our office to be like a modern farmhouse style. It's, it's light, it's airy, it's comfortable. And we want our clients to come here feel like they can sit back, focus on what's most important to them talk to us about how everything is going, know that we have it taken care of for them and that they can be comfortable, feel like they can put their feet up and even have the desire to stay here for a while uh, with us. And so everything from the way we've decorated our office to the communication and how we write that and how we present it, as Benjamin mentioned, to the gifts that we send out to our clients, it's all around this idea and this feel and theme about having it be comfortable, having it be 
a good fit for them in their life and to bring them satisfaction and peace and fulfillment and help them to make progress along the path to accomplishing what's most important to them. And that as we deliver the Blue Barn Wealth services to them, that they will feel like they're, they are making that progress, that they're working on their most important objectives in their life. They're taking time for their relationships that are most important to them and that they are building wealth in their life as a result of working with us. It's a great discussion, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I know listeners will too. In fact, how can listeners reach you? Lots of ways. Go to our website, bluebarnwealth.com. And there's a getting started now button in the upper right-hand corner. You can call our office. Uh, the number's on our website and call us and we'd love to talk to you and help you understand what Blue Barn Wealth will do for you and how we can help deliver all of these services to you. All right. And then follow this podcast to make sure you know when a new episode is ready for you. And please share with others. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to Your Path to Real Wealth from Blue Barn Wealth. If you like what you heard, please share it with your friends and click the subscribe button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the hosts and any guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Blue Barn Wealth. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for personalized investment advice. Because everyone's situation is unique, always seek the advice of a qualified financial professional with any questions you may have.